Hello Steve. Hello Jill. It's time to game classy. I'm sorry, I got I got bagels stuck in my teeth. I was eating bagels when you texted me. Mm, bagel. Yeah, it was a bagel with some salmon and cream cheese. No capers, though. I love capers, but we didn't have any. Oh, salmon and cream cheese. Okay, that that it it I I had a little like brain fart delay for a second because I was like, why the fuck is he eating capers with bagels? <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's a fairly standard thing. To no, 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 no. Totally, ma- totally makes more sense if you don't omit the locks and cream. Uh, the the locks part. The locks part is what the is the part that my brain deleted for a second there, and I was like, "What the fuck is he on?" You could put you could put capers in many things. You could put it in a, in a nice in a, in a nice sandwich. They're just they're just little pickles. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, uh, that would be. I would say, I I wouldn't say it's necessarily bad. I would just say that it is unusual to have you um a, are an, a bagel with capers on it like just just capers on a capeite that's what you are you're anti cape I, I i am not an anti capeite no, i i many many of my best friends are capers which <laughs> <laughs> criminals still use the word capers oh, you, you know think. yes that that's that's just that's just true they they yeah. should do they should more criminals should use the word caper like yeah, oh, oh, you know, maybe we can just maybe we can be the change we want to see in the world and just be the and change. Just, yeah. And because 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 like, you know, we had oh, well, no, we we refer to the Gen Con, the, the Gen Con boys with the fake names. We refer to that as a heist already. That's so a heist. That's different than a caper. Well, yeah, I guess your yeah. paper can be a heist. That's true. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I was is, is this one of those things where where not all heists are capers, but all caper or no opposite. All, Opposite. opposite. Yes. Not all not capers all are heists. Hi- not all capers are heists, but all heists are capers. Are a capers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking myself. Yeah, okay. Very good. Yes. Um uh fuck. Now you Phen- mean phenomenal value. Yeah, because now I'm thinking about capers. I love yeah. capers. If I ever opened up a bagel shop in Chicago, it would be called Capers Delay. <laughs> it's a capers local delay. joke, people. It's a local joke. So if you're uh, like, what is capers delay? That's that's funny. Should I explain it and that will we call it when a when a car breaks down on the side of the road in it, Chicago and well, the I guess slowdown I, of traffic is called gapers delay because you're gaping at it. Yeah, when I think of a gapers delay, I think of something completely different, to be honest with you. <laughs> it's true. You do think of something completely <laughs> you know what? In twenty twenty four, I don't think I could open up a restaurant called Gapers. I mean, you might as well you might as well call it the goon zone. <laughs> you know what though? I think goon zone would be uh more appropriate. I think I think more people would do not associate gooning because it's a relatively newer term, very, very Internet niche, um, as opposed to gaper, which I think has been around since early penthouse days mm-hmm. or, or uh, hustler hustler. Not really. Uh, well, I guess, penthouse you, you know, you know, in- interesting note, like, well, not interesting, note, but something that annoys me just personally very specifically <laughs> to, to myself is um, I used to love the term goon bag. Because I thought I thought it was hysterically funny, and a goon bag is the in so boxed wines. All the in, in the inside of the wine, there's a bag, and the, mm-hmm. and the wine is bagged in there. So, 
that, that I, I, I that's referred to as a goon bag because you, you take it out of the box and you drink straight from the bag. So you'd be like, oh man, that guy's got his goon bag. And like it 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 was never really you know was a ubiquitous use. So but now I can't use it anymore because whenever I say goon bag, people do not think I'm talking about a goon yeah, bag. Yeah, exactly. I, I always thought just a goon bag was a basically any sort of like a liquid can. I only got like a, a cloth style canteen, like bag style canteen. It's specifically used to refer to as t- to wine wine bags, but Is I would imagine. Wine? Yeah. 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 Because okay. I just because I know about that from from going to like Grateful Dead shows. And yeah, shit. it doesn't it doesn't have to be wine, I guess. It's just that is what a goon bag is. It's the bag inside of a box of wine. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like it's like a a baggy canteen. It's like a like a not cloth, but it's definitely a canteen bag. I don't know. It, it doesn't matter in this long term because we can't use it because now weird internet fetishists have turned have taken over the term gooning and goon. It's all ruined. It's ruined. Ruined, sir. This is what our this is what our listeners tune in for. These 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 hot takes after taking a week off. They're like, man, they're gonna have so much to talk about. No, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, yes, I do have stuff to talk about though. I, I have complaints. I have interesting uh, games workshop rumors. Uh, it, it like uh, production rumors, not just like, oh, this is coming out. Like, no, no, no. There's shit going down over in the studios. I, I'm ready. I don't know. You I don't want to talk, you want to talk so, about that so first, you, or you, you want me to talk? Give a review. What do you What are you looking for? Uh, I mean, you you do you do you do you. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the thing that uh, I was going to talk about last week for sure, or last podcast for sure, and that was uh, I find I finished off End in the Dead Part Three, which so that's the horse heresy's done. The horse heresy's done. Uh, the last book read through it. It was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> All right. In keeping, in keeping with the tradition of most of the Horus Heresy books, it was kind of a piece of shit. Great. I I love Dan Abnett. I love bad, you, bad You, love, you love Bolter, 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 Freem, 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 Dan Abnett. <laughs> but my God, how Black Library operates without having a real editor, a real like book editor looking at the fiction and saying, you can't have this. This doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how you got from here to here. They're like, it really is a detriment to those fucking books. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's someone to help them with plotting. My God. I, I will take that job, too. I would take it 100% and just sit there and go, Dan, you can't do this. You can't have three books where you just sit on your ass for, like, two-thirds of them. You have to keep the plot moving. <laughs> you don't you don't go back to this plot line. This plot line is useless. It's stupid. No one cares about this. Go away from it. <laughs> so here, here you go, Steve. Here's a perfect example. So the last like two or three books of the Horace Heresy series have been about the em- or the, the Siege of Terror or whatever. It has the Emperor ascending to chaos godhood, right? In order to feed Horus. Like he okay. figures the only way he could defeat Horus is to become a god himself. But the thing is, is that's part of the chaos gods play. They want him to be the fifth chaos god. Right. Right. So they're like, yes, good, good, good. And then you know what happens, Steve? Someone talks to the emperor and says, you really shouldn't do this. And he's like, OK. And then he does. it. <laughs> that's what happens in the book, Steve. Hey, you know, that's that, that's um. 
Does, does someone say like gulp? He's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> like this guy goes, no, you have to be better than this. You know, as an aside, I'm just glad that everyone's kind of collectively turned on Marvel movie writing. <laughs> yes, I, I agree with you. Um, it, well, it's it's the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy problem. It was like Guardians of the Galaxy was too good in what it did. So it was like we all have to act like this. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That was the point in which the, the big turn happened was Guardians of the Galaxy, in case anybody was wondering. James Gunn made so much money off a movie they thought was not going to do well that they were like, OK, we're going to undercut every point of tension with a joke. And that's not what happens in the horror heresy books. No, they just they just are like, OK, well, uh, there, are, there are literally points, Steve, where I'm like, how did this happen? How did this person get from point A to point B? And I'm sitting there reading and listening to the books at the same time. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just, God, I don't, and it's I like, not know. and there are so many plot points where people are just like, it, it's it's the guy, the Star Wars guy. What's his name? Uh, the the guy who does all the Star Wars cartoons who loves. Oh, Gendy Gendy Tartakovsky. No, not him. No one. He hasn't done a Star Wars cartoon since 2002. Steve. There's other Star Wars cartoons. Yes. Oh. All well, the stuff on like all the rebels and and oh uh, yeah I don't I don't watch and, I don't watch the CGI yeah. stuff yes uh whatever his name is I can't think of it off the top he's he's kind of a guy who wears a cowboy hat all the time like Robert Rodriguez but he loves his character so much that he will shove his characters into literally everything he's like the ultimate like well I'm bringing my toys to the sandbox and I don't care about anyone else's toys like hey oh man you really like Luke Skywalker right. Yeah, I love Luke Skywalker, and we love all we love Darth Vader, right? Yeah, I love Darth Vader. Well, guess what? We're gonna watch this movie about my character that I made up, and you don't get to see anything with the characters you like. Oh, <laughs> okay. Take that, anyway, idiot! <laughs> take that, stupid Star Wars fans! You're Star Wars, and then people are so brainwashed and liking Star Wars. They're like, "Yes, yes, I need more stuff with Ahsoka Tano. She's awesome because she's a neutral." Like force user, she's not light side or dark side. Well, if you could do that, how come Anakin didn't go neutral instead and just leave the Jedi Council like Ahsoka did? Because, like, did he even know that was an option that he could do and go live with Padme? Oh, he didn't. Oh, oh, that's right. Because you made this shit up on the fly and didn't really think about the ramifications for the larger part of the story, right? Oh, I see it. But no, all of the fucking Star Wars dweebs have to be jerking off over the fact that they have a neutral character. Steve, why the fuck do people always have to have like a neutral side? Everything, light side, dark side. It's specifically a a a flip. Two sides of the same coin, right? There's no like. The, when the coin lands, it doesn't land on its side, Steve. You it's, always have to have one or two sides. It's because people want to stroke off about how smart they are and how centrist they are. <laughs> that's goddamn that's, right it is. That's literally it. It's literally just they want to be the world's most boring centrist and feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. No, you are absolutely correct. It's like um, the the goddamn – um, oh, what's it called? Uh, with, with 40K. Like, why can't there be an option that's in between the uh, the Imperium and Chaos? It's like because that's not a game. That's like you're 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 like well, I can't make a commitment to a good side or a bad side. I just want to be neutral. Like, how boring are these people when they're playing Mass Effect, Steve? How boring are these people when they oh, have to man. make any choices? Oh man! In any game? <laughs> oh man! That's <laughs> probably pretty bad. Because <laughs> well, don't think I, I like. Here's my thing. 
I understand the neutral center point of like, well, this side is obviously crazy and that side is obviously crazy. I wouldn't want anything to do with it. But you're thrown into a fictional world where you got to kind of pick a side. Uh, yeah. And even that's, in fiction, correct. even in fiction, these people don't want to pick a goddamn side. So they go to Ahsoka Tana, who is like, I'm just going to quit the Jedi Council. And there's Anakin who sit there and murdered his wife because of the Jedi. He thought the Jedi Council wouldn't allow them to get married. And 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 this is what you get. This is what you get. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I, although, you know what? One of my favorite things with Star Wars right now is is uh, is like the, is the humorous edits where it's like uh, it's got like uh, Sam Jackson and he's like. Anakin, he's too dangerous to be kept alive, and it just goes. Anakin's like, "Yes, you're right," and it just goes. Uh, it just ha- it just has George- directed by George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That makes me laugh. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of that. That that. Uh... But that's exactly it. It's it's just like you have to have this because it's a story. Right. Yeah. You don't actually need to. You don't need to inject your boring centrism. Your your boring. You're the smartest person in the world. Centrism into uh, into everything. I know yeah. you're boring, and it's and it's and it's your life. But you know, come on, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like this is designed as an escape. You know, there's a reason why people like playing chaos because they like being evil. Right. Exactly. They want to be the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. And there's and and. Well, and that's part of the problem too with the Imperium is they're also the bad guys. But right, it, different it's point like, of view. It's like there's it. Yes, but the, the whole thing is like it's fucking toys. Don't think about it so hard. I know. It, well, it's mostly per Rabo fans, you know, Iron Warriors players. They're like, we're not Chaos or Imperium. No, you're Chaos. No, no, we're not. Yes, you are. You're big. I mean, babies. I mean, headcanon wise, a bunch of a bunch of devout Chaos worshippers who've convinced themselves that they're centrists is kind of funny. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and that's kind of what Republicans are in a lot of sense. You know, I can see it. Yeah. Well, and and Democrats do, actually. <laughs> not, that I'm thinking, not that I'm saying it out loud. I, I'd say any, anyone, who, anyone who's anyone who's uh, firmly entrenched in one of the parties. We'll just give it that. Yeah, there you go. And, and not just like me, who's just like, I just I I just don't want to work this much. Um, <laughs> and I'm a civil servant. I really don't work that much in comparison to a lot of people. Hey, all, all I got, all I ever reply to everyone is like, "Hey, which which president did you get rich under?" That's that's, <laughs> that's always that's always what I say when people get all fucking pressed about voting. I'm like, "Yeah, which one made you rich?" <laughs> None of them, Steve. None of them. Damn, almost like they don't fucking matter. <laughs> yes, there you go. There you go. It's uh, a yeah. flim flam. Yeah, shocker. So- so going back to my original point with the end of the death part three, the, the book series didn't need to be three books. It's two. It's you could probably have split it into two books. Abnett was trying to tie up some loose ends for his own characters that no one wanted to play with because they're fucking terrible. So he was like, oh, no, I got to have an ending for Alanius Pius. And you know what, Steve? You know what? OK, so you go back to when we were working for GW back in 0304 ish, right? And you have the characters and, you know, the story of the Emperor is the Emperor and fought Horus after Horus killed Sanguinius. And one lone guardsman came up and, you know, threw himself between Horus and the Emperor, even though he knew that he wouldn't survive, blah, blah, blah. So they do it. But you know what they make the character? They make this character an immortal who used to work with the Emperor long ago and was the first person to ever say no to the Emperor. But yet he still comes up. And it's like it was kind of cooler when it was just like a random dude, right? Yeah, it was way better when it was just like some guy. Like it defeats the entire purpose of the story to make. There it, you like, go, and that's part of the problem with that. Yeah, 
No, I mean that—that's that, like you know, it's it's exceptionalism. Everything, everyone has to be a fucking superhero. Yeah, it can't can't just be a regular guy because that's not cool. Yeah, and the like everything is told from Horace's point of view, right? And now here's where I'm getting real nitpicky on on a lot of things. Do you know how many books have had Horace's point of view before, like the end part of the Horace Heresy? I, I'm not gonna lie, Joe. I have read uh three 40k books in my entire life literally three <laughs> I, even audiobook wise just to grand total 340k i don't think the lore is that good uh i think it's very overrated um i would rather hear about wizards than fucking space marines for 80 books wizards yeah so there you go that's that's there's there's my confessional even when i was playing 40k actively i didn't think the lore was very good <laughs> Well, anyway, they had very few. So when you have the entire end sequence of the end of the death through Horace's point of view, you're like, I have nothing to compare this against because I didn't know about him before he was went down to chaos. So this is fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's just it's just really poor planning. Oh, and then they keep bringing he keeps bringing back shit that no one cares about. But anyway, that's besides the point. There was a really cool scene, though, with there was a couple cool scenes that I really did enjoy in the last book, but overall I kind of feel like it was a major letdown just because they went too far into like these weird side stories that no one really cared about. I, I care about the horse heresy because of Marines shooting each other with bolters, right? Cool Marine characters. I do not care about humans. Every time a human character shows up in those books, I'm like, this is instant death to my Bolter <laughs> porn boner. I'll say my, my 40K boner has been destroyed. 30K. 30K. Oh, 30K. My bad. My bad. Yes. But anyway, anyway, on that end, that was my review on that. So there's I'm a big negative Nancy. And I think part of it is, too, is I discovered a brand new sci fi book series that I kind of really like. It's um, I, th I don't remember if I talked about it on the cast yet. Um let's see sun killer it's like i think it's the sun killer chronicles or something uh i gotta i gotta i have it on my phone give me just a second i gotta i gotta look this up because i don't want to give the wrong answer gotta um, kill the, we gotta kill the sun pretty much uh ah I'm ready. I'm ready for the Sun Chronicle. It's, it's called the Sun Eater. The Sun Eater. Ah, period. very good. That's the um, Colex Sun Eater. He's from uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Yes. But this is Empire Silence. It's by Christopher Ruocchio. Ruocchio? It's kind of a... Ruocchio. So there's good things and bad things with it. It's a really cool fan sci-fi fantasy space opera. More sci-fi than fantasy, but there's a lot of fun fantasy elements to it. It's got a little bit of a Lovecraftian vibe to it. All right, a lot of a lot of space fights and and you know aliens and fun stuff like that. I really kind of enjoy it, and it's kind of like, oh shit, this is what good sci-fi is. I always forget about this when I'm reading 40k. <laughs> yeah. So that's a recommendation. I I do, and the audiobook is actually pretty fun to read. My only problem with it is, is that the main character, at least in the first book, is very um, not Mary Sue. That's not the right word, but he is kind of a Mary Sue. But he's just like that's that I'm a young dude who's born into power, but I got to kind of become a man through losing all, everything that I have. Be a man. Decisions. <laughs> mm. Yeah, because the character is 
really, really, uh, it's very similar to what's it called? Um, oh shit, not Dune. Um, do you remember, do you, do you read Patrick Rothfuss? No. Okay. It's, it's like, uh, the, the King Killer. I think it's the King Killer. So it might be, you know, oh, King Killer Chronicles. I've heard of that. I haven't read yeah. it though. Yeah. The, that character I can't stand, but. And Patrick Rothfuss is funny because he's like totally duped everyone into thinking that he's writing more books, but he's definitely not doing that. <laughs> he's like George R. R. Martin, where it's like we're the kings of we're gonna not we're gonna have a fantasy series that's super popular that we're never gonna finish. Yeah, well, I mean that's uh, I, I I think I think George R. R. Martin got the, like basically broke himself when he wrote that one book that was so big he had to split it into two books and he was just like I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I've made so much money through television. I never need to write again is basically what that became. Yeah, no, that seems about right. Yeah. And at this point, I think he should just like put out just like whatever random shit like some Steve should just do what he should do is he should do a one page synopsis of the ending and just uh, copy paste that 200 times and have a a 200 page book launch. That's just the same thing over and over. No, what George R. R. Martin needs to do is someone needs to mail him a, a three pound bag of cocaine. Right. Three pounds of cocaine. That's enough to kill him. He's that's going to kill him, but he has to do it all. And then he will finish the entire writing, the entire series, then die. Mm, I see. Uh, can he can he stream it on Twitch? Maybe it's called the Stephen King method. It's just <laughs> you do a ton of cocaine and crank out like 10 books that you don't remember writing. <laughs> now, Stephen King did that in his 20s when your heart can handle that much cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Important distinction, of course. Yeah. Which is a very, very important distinction. Yeah, you gotta um, make you gotta make sure you're you're capable of withstanding the amount of cocaine you're subjecting your body to. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, it's like I'm 43 years old, Steve. I should never ever do cocaine. Uh, yeah, it would probably be bad. Yeah, it'd be very bad. It probably would be bad. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. It's probably I mean, not there's, good. There's plenty of other drugs I can do at this time. I, I I'm gonna stay away from the cocaine, from the booger sugar. Yeah. Yeah, just you know, maybe one that doesn't make your you know your your aged heart uh, explode. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on. Let's talk about. I want to get to the old world. Um, so th- there's some really funny shit going on with the old world right now. Um, to recap, old world got launched. It was like everything Games Workshop did for the launch was super good. There. But however, there's some cracks in the facade um, right now in the facade In the facade right now. It's nearly impossible to find a lot of the initial launch stuff for the old world. And a lot of the stuff that people are wanting to play the game are also nearly impossible to get. Yes. Uh, the initial launches from the website stuff sells out almost immediately especially the recast stuff not recast but you know what i'm talking about the uh, re-release stuff yes some of the plastics are are sticking around like i know that you go to a couple stores they have some tomb king stuff still they have some bretonian stuff still most of the gw stores do not have anything uh i know the army boxes are almost gone some places still have the army boxes but i think a lot of places what they're doing is they're buying up the army boxes breaking them down, selling them on eBay for a profit, which kind of sucks, if you ask me. Not just kind of, really sucks. Yes. So why is all of this happening? I think part of it is um, we're hearing that 
Games Workshop wasn't originally going to be in charge of the launch. It was going to be Forge World. Um, some people are wondering what the difference between Forge World and Games Workshop is. Um, I know I've, I've talked to people about this, but Forge World is a separate division of Games Workshop. They kind of just have more freedom to do whatever they want. And Games Workshop will occasionally do, hey, do you guys want to do this? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. Or they might approach Games Workshop and say, we want to do this. And Games Workshop will be like, okay, no one cares about that. And then something becomes super popular and Games Workshop takes over. So it looks like the old world was originally going to be like that with, with Forge World. They were like, they had spent all of that time. So like when they did the initial announcement on the old world, that was like four years ago, right, Steve? Uh, it was like four or five years ago, actually. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pre-COVID. Yeah, a long time ago. And the reason why it took that long was they had put research into every faction building rules for them. Like they did a fantastic if you actually go through all of the rules for the game for every army, they are very well balanced. Now, does that mean that someone can break a hole in that? Yeah. But is it fun if you just play a normal game like a normal human being and not a sweat lord? Oh, it's fantastic. Yes. If you want to sweat lord it, yeah. Go ahead, have fun. No one's gonna play you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not great. But but it, it is. It is. I, I will say that because of the way they design the armies, I do think it's gonna be hard to like actually just straight up break shit, because they um, they did very specifically re- limit. You know, you know, all the army books are basically variants of what's what exists in the Ravening Hordes books. Yeah. So that's good because that because that that really limits the power because you can't suddenly be like yeah here's all this new shit that's totally broken uh, brand new army everything you know get fucked and it's like oh like that that likely will not happen I'm not saying it's impossible but it's like uh, you know they'd have to they basically have to it wouldn't they really really have to intentionally break it for that to happen um, the the ten man long line of uh, units is happening again Steve. <laughs> that's so were, stupid will you bring like a 20-man unit yeah two 10-man and, and, and it's a choo-choo train yeah it, no not a choo-choo train this is wide oh no oh, 10 wide is fine 10 long is what's bad it, it, a little bit too um but the 10 no i don't think the 10 wide is fair is is fun i used it's, i use 10 wide all the time that was a, that's like that's that's the classic archer setup well Archer setup, yes, but now it's because that everybody in the front rank can fight. With if you have a, a one hand, um, you get you get to throw one attack in. So if you have a one attack figure, you want to do a ten man wide because now all ten man can attack instead of just five or six. Mm-hmm. I get the concept behind it, but that's just not fun. I don't think it's that bad. I think I think the, I think that's a lot of points investment to get to get extra rank like because you know you're buying five more models worth of attacks but also um that is a lot of uh frontage spend yeah it's a lot of frontage that's a lot of points to spend on uh to get ranks and of course that becomes like the most brutal flank ever i don't think it's that bad i think that's something that like in after the initial shock of that wears off i think it's going to be a very like It'll just be a. It'll likely just end up being a part of the game rather than like, yeah. oh, this is busted. Yeah, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. That's not something like E Formation Bowman, where literally like, it it's so bad, it like actually just gets banned by the community. <laughs> yeah, the um the, and so what we're hearing from what, what the rumor that's coming out is is this came out because people were saying like, 
dude, we love the old world, but what about Kislev and Cathay? You had teased them for a very long time that they were going to be part of the old world. I mean, yeah, they were, were so, they were so they were showing shit off. And the fun thing is, is that Games Workshop was like, no, nah, we don't have any you know plans for them right now. But they were like, what, what's going on? And so I guess some people dug deeper, deeper. And the turns out that basically Games Workshop, the, the parent company, saw the stuff that, For, that Forge World was doing and were like, hey, this is great. The community is, is going apeshit over all of this. Um, we're going to take it from you and we're just going to do all of the release ourselves. Now, Forge World was super pissed about this because they put in a shit ton of work and you could see that work in the rule set. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's an amazing rule set. It's very good. And so that's going on there. And Games Workshop itself wasn't prepared to make this like a major game in their release schedule. So no entire divisions of Games Workshop are yelling at each other constantly. No one is speaking to each other about it. And no one really knows who's in charge of it. So there's that going on. Yeah, that's that's happening. <laughs> Definitely happening. Uh, we don't know that for sure. This is all rumor. It's yes, true, true, true. I guess yeah, we should be clear. This is this is a uh this is um speculation. And then you talk to anybody at your local gaming store, they can't get anything in for the old world. So Games Workshop's not even making enough to meet the demand of what people are asking for. Now, is that now I think that's part of the problem, and that's always been the problem with a lot of uh fantasies like non-core units. Like like, look at the Bretonians in general. You know how hard it is to find questing knights, grail knights, anything that is not plastic core for Bretonians. It's almost impossible. And it, and that's kind of even the way it was post 6th edition as well. A lot of that shit was hard to find. But that was shit was hard to find because no one was buying it. So they just didn't make a ton of it. True, Because no one played Bretonians. But, but I was going to start my Bretonian army. Yeah. But I was going to start X army. I was going to start the tomb. No, nah, Bretonians are definitely the that's the Bretonians are the kings of that. No, no question. But the Bretonians is absolutely the number one Warhammer fantasy battle. I'm going to do that army. <laughs> it, it, like I, I, I 100% uh, stand by that statement. I'm going to do it, Steve. I'm going to do a Bretonian army. Yeah, that's 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 the statement <laughs> that that's that's the one. No, literally, Steve, I have them in front of me right now. I have like <laughs> four painted five. I painted right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk is oh. cheap. Show me oh the knights. <laughs> so, so I finished up my Warlord Titan. You could see it on my uh, Instagram account at Game Class Joe. Uh, so I was like, I'm gonna start up on build painting a new army for Old World. I'm gonna do these Bretonians that I've had for a long time. So, I had bought a Bretonian army off someone probably around like 2013, 2014 after Fantasy had dumped right and became AOS, and I got it fairly cheap. It's a beautiful full army. Um, I got, you know, 10 Grail Knights, 10 Questing Knights. I got a ton of, you know, uh, Squires, Mounted Squires, Squires on foot. I got, I, you know, a lot of shit. So it's like, oh, perfect. You know what? So I start get looking through it, and this guy's got a lot of chunky paint on the figure. So I'm like, oh, I'll just strip them down, right? Throw them in some 90 isopropyl alcohol. Do you know that these figures will not strip for the life of me? Like, what did this person use on the figures to <laughs> paint on so that it's just not coming off? Normally, you throw something in isopropyl alcohol, it'll come off right away. Yeah, no that, 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 shouldn't, that, that should be a pretty fast uh, – like, that's like a one trip through the Sonic Cleaner tops. 
Exactly. So whatever this guy used, he probably used some like auto primer on the fucking figures <laughs> to make them this goddamn chunky. And I am so pissed at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, and you know this too. You you've been you've done games. I, I don't. Done, I done been there. You done been there. You're you're an ex. You're what I would consider an expert level modeler. Not in terms of like, uh, you know, your stuff is going to win golden demons, but you know all the tricks, right? right? And you're like, oh, well, you just do this, this, and this. That's me. I've been doing this hobby for 20 goddamn years. And, you know, every time I'm doing it, I'm just like, or it's longer than that at this point, 30 years. And I do this and it's like, why isn't this coming off? I feel like an idiot. I feel like a person who's <laughs> never done this before. I feel like, 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 this is my first time. <laughs> yes. It's like, <laughs> like... I, I like. I feel like I need to to apologize to the models and say sorry. This is my first day. <laughs> I like it. Uh, whoever did this should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> In fact, most people who paint Games Workshop figures should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say most. I, oh, I, don't, I don't pay attention enough to say most. <laughs> Everyone should I, be ashamed. I, of I'm just happy. I'm just happy that people are painting their models. <laughs> No one's doing that. Someone is. Someone is painting their models. I'm just saying, someone is. Not me. I'm not. But someone is. The the thing with these Bretonian models is it would be fine if they were, you know, if they had like a decent paint job on them that I could just fix up and make look nice. Yeah, just paint over. Yeah, just paint over it. But no, he painted every one of them the same goddamn color blue. And I'm like, fuck. That's rough. Although you know, maybe maybe you can maybe you can somehow figure out a way to audible to that uh, ball sack. Um, yeah, the ball sack heraldry, the yeah, Italian. The but heraldry. That's Italian, you know, yeah, not well, necessarily I, French. Eh, well, you know, whatever. It's all the same. Exactly. If anybody doesn't know what that is, they can go to our Discord, which is our Game Classy Discord. You can find the link on our Facebook page. It's usually underneath whatever the latest episode is. But because yeah, they might turn off as soon as I get to that point. And I say, you know, at the end when I do all the rigmarole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I say it earlier, they might actually hear it and go to our Discord. But I, that's uh, something that we were, we had posted at that point to to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes that makes sense to me. Yeah, so that's uh, you know, the the local gaming stores are all pissed off because they can't get anything. Games Workshop's not producing enough. But here's my way of looking at it, Steve. We have to wait till the Orc release happens, or whatever the third release is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because then we're going to see Games Workshop overproduce everything and that no one is going to buy because it's going to be for an army that no one wants to play. That's the problem. You know, I, 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 I well, I mean, I think I actually think that I think the orcs might be the might not be the one because the orcs, I think a lot of people, I think an absolute fuck ton of people are going to buy that 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 uh, battalion like that battalion is the least sexy battalion I think I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Man, it's so ugly. <laughs> but man, but man, is it like the also simultaneously the most workhorse battalion I've ever seen? Like that's straight up like every orc player is going to want two of those like period. Like it's like it's it's so unsexy. But man, is it like y- you need it? Yeah, the the thing, the only thing that I think would make it better is if the plastic black orcs were in there. Like if they had like a block of twenty plastic black orcs. Was in there. a bit was a bit surprised that they didn't have those on there, but they there is a lot of orc infantry in there, like overall. So let me tell you this: out of all of the armies that I have researched and looked into, reading through those books, and I've really enjoyed reading through them. They're really fun. They're. Well, I'll go over the rules in just a second, 
but the the orcs themselves are probably the biggest surprise. They are incredibly good. Yeah, yeah. I've never really seen orcs. I've never seen orcs be that good. Yeah, in I was a... very happy about all the armies. I, I, so far, my favorite my favorite thing is the current discourse for chaos, where like it seems. I mean, and it could be wrong right now, but the, the last I was looking at it, it's it literally seems like the warriors of chaos opinion is either they're they're fucking garbage, like the absolute worst army in the game, or beyond broken, the best army in the game. <laughs> and I'm like, how is this? Like, how are these the two positions? <laughs> no, it's but that's exactly it. And I think that. I think basically what it is is that it's this army is dog shit if you want to play it like a normal human being and not spam or create these broken characters. But if you want to play like a like a sweat lord, this army is great for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, and I think that I think tournament wise, the sweat lords are going to really be handicapped by the three unit max rule. Yeah, that's great. That's a that's a fantastic rule. Very very excited about that one. And, and, you know, I do say it's like, what's the what is the point of 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 paying so much money on this when when it's going to be awful to play, you know, or, or like awful to paint, awful to play? <laughs> it's because anyone who does that doesn't care about uh, playing. They they care about the dubs. All they want to care is about the only the W's. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I but I have definitely never seen orcs play as well as i have in this edition yeah, like usually it works you're like Psh, orcs are terrible well animosity is usually so bad it like just like yeah hey you know on a one in six chance your army just doesn't work sorry <laughs> <laughs> and that's gone it's completely gone yeah i mean it's the, it is like it is one of the worst uh one of the worst rules that they've ever made so i'm glad it's gone yes and well, it's for fun, Steve. We we play these. We read the rules because it's it's a being pretzels game. It's for fun. See, that's that's the thing. I you mean, know what's I, fun? You know what's fun, Steve? Losing your game. You know you know what's fun? Why am I turning Ran- into a New Zealander? <laughs> your sh- your shit just randomly not working. That's that's yeah. the best. But but it's a being pretzels game. Yeah, you got in the dick. Gonna put yeah. some on the body. <laughs> that's that's New Zealand. You got to put it on the dick. Yeah, that's what I said. I was got my yeah. my British whatever British accent I was doing there turned into New Zealand for a you minute. Dick. You got a dick. <laughs> yeah. Do a roll call. Uh, you, got, you, got a, you got a dick. I've been watching. Uh, powerful dick. I've been I've been rewatching uh, Flight of the Concords. Speaking of New Zealand, mm-hmm. and I gotta say, I don't know if if this show is actually good or if it's just like we've convinced ourselves the show is good. I never watched it, so I can't say. Oh man, I I like it, but at the same time, I'm like this show's terrible. Because uh, then we, we we started rewatching Curb Your Enthusiasm from the mm-hmm. beginning, and I was like, well, Flight of the Concords is also on here. Let's watch Flight of the Concords as well. And so we're watching like the most awkward show on the planet, followed by the second most awkward planet show on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're awkward for two completely different reasons. I like that Larry David. I watched Kirby Enthusiasm. Larry David is correct in everything that he does. Every single thing he's mad about, I understand, Larry. You are in the right. My favorite bit from Kirby is the recent one where he figured out that he could avoid social interaction by wearing the Trump hat. Yes. That was, I was dying. I was fucking dying. He, like, the dude comes to sit next to him at the sushi bar and he, like, slowly pulls out the Trump hat and puts it on his head and just staring at the guy. And the guy's just like, I'll go. Uh, uh, he's like, I'll actually, I'd like, I, I'd actually like a booth. <laughs> I would like a booth. 
with like a booth. I was fucking dying. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, Larry David's pretty fucking funny. I think yeah, he's one of the funniest guys around. So R.I.P. Richard Lewis. Richard Lewis. Yes. Okay. Funny guy. Did you drink a Boku in his honor? <laughs> Do they still make Boku? I don't think they, they don't make adult juice boxes anymore. No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> I could really go for a Boku. Hey, well, it was just like a, it was just like a mixed juice with less sugar. Yeah, it's just, it's it was. just a little, just a little fruit juice. It's nothing. Yeah, uh... it's what we, it's what we call as adults mixers. You mix those in with your alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You put, you put that in with the vodka. With the vodka. The vodka. All right. Um. So yeah, the the but the anyway the the rules for old world are amazing, and it just goes to show you, fantasy can be a good fun game. It's just that all of the armies need to be released simultaneously. All the rules for the armies need to be released simultaneously. You know, it's actually, it's interesting that you said that because I was just thinking about how, I think that's actually the best design, uh, for a miniatures oh. game. Like, absolutely I, I think like if i if, if anyone anyone listening if you're if you're, you know i know we have game designers listen to us which is really cool um but uh yeah i think literally design all of your factions at once and then just update and just like your releases should just be update books uh yeah like not even kidding like i think that's like the smartest design thing because you can because you can ensure that you don't accidentally like fuck shit over yeah <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, because because I mean, damn, like it's so hard to like, because I mean, you, you know, if you're testing shit out in a vacuum, but if you're testing everything at once all at the same time, like, yeah, it, it's 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 unlikely that you'll, you know, just shit your game up so hard. Uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. So the uh, yeah, those are that's like the, ma the major stuff going on with the old world right now. It's like no one can get the game. Everyone wants to play the game. But no one can get anything. But I also I am, as I told Steve offline, I said I am looking forward to in two months the major sell off of all the Bretonian stuff people buy because they realize that they're never going to paint Bretonians. Yes, they've they've not touched their shit. <laughs> well, they built it and they're like they go to paint their first guy. They paint their first guy with the heraldry and everything, and they're like, I have to do this how many times? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is like, if you're getting into fantasy, Bretonians are literally the worst army in the world to start with, because every model looks unique. It's it's a lot of that. You know what? You know what army's great for starting? Tomb kings. You know why? Tomb kings are just bone painted. It's really easy to paint tomb kings. True. You can. Oh yeah, there's some there's some stuff where you got to paint. You know, some gold and some jewels, maybe some cloth here or there, but. It's overall a really easy army to paint. Also true. I do. Um, I, I do want to paint a Tomb King's army as well. I do have a Tomb King's army to paint, and I do want to do that. I'm actually. I actually opened it up just to pull out the bone giant I had because I needed it for D and D today. Nice. I gotta start giving my. Um, I gotta start giving my Etsy guys some attention. They they look nice. I was actually. Did they come I, in? They, they okay. Did, yeah, they, I was gonna ask you about that. So I ordered. I ordered a twenty-eight millimeter specifically. Uh, not okay, so heroic. okay, I was gonna ask that because I did see that they were offering them in the thirty-two or twenty-eights. Yeah, I was I gonna went, say like, what do you think? I went with twenty-eight. I think I think they look nicer. I think just a I think a little bit smaller makes them look nicer for, to me personally. I know they won't they won't scale with GW stuff, which is like okay, fine. I guess I just won't use any GW arm GW models for this army. Is the GW stuff bigger? Yeah, well, GW stuff's thirty-two millimeter. Well, I'm, but even the older stuff, though, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, I thought that maybe the 28 stuff was more comparable to the old GW stuff. So, um, so that's a yes and a no. Um, 
the I know the, Highlands miniatures tend to be a little bit more proportional than standard. That's what it is. It's it's the skeletons look. I think the skeletons are actually the exact same height as the GW skeletons, but because the GW skeletons have the giant heads and the giant hands, they look tiny in comparison, even mm. though they're the same height. Uh, so they look they look very weird side by side. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So there. So, but I will I will still probably get the. Um, uh but the, the the big ass dragon thing because because that that that'll look fine with my other shit that won't matter yeah that's getting dropped this weekend yeah so i'll probably get that thing uh because it's cool and and, the, and that won't matter having you know like the scale there there'll be no scale issues with that yeah I, yeah I, I think i really like the highland miniature stuff if you ever if people are looking at a good 3d printing like patreon or stuff to buy that's really compatible with gw Go to Highland Miniatures right yeah, now. Great. I know they have an Empire Army, a Tomb King Army, a Bretonian Army. They've got dwarfs as well. Dwarfs, goblins, and orcs. Um, they are working on elves currently, so that's going to be interesting. I've been following them for a while. I have a lot of their shit. Their dwarves are good. I don't like the dwarf characters, if that makes sense. No, that makes I, sense. I think their dwarf characters don't look as good as the rest of the figures. Yeah, they ain't got enough. They ain't got enough uh, character. <laughs> They don't got enough character. My only complaint, <laughs> my only complaint about the Highland Miniatures, uh, very specifically, um, about the Tomb Kings range, is it's so fucking incomplete. They're missing so they're missing like everything. They have like the most basic stuff only. It's like it's skeleton infantry, skeleton horsemen, chariots. That's it. Yeah. There's literally nothing else, which is like kind of unfortunate. I think I have I got the old metal tomb guard. I got a ton of boob shop D I have a necro sphinx or no. Uh, which one is the one with the, with like, it was like the, the, the dude with the colossal spotty, the guy with the, like the big upper torso dude with the sphinx body. Is that the, yeah, that's, sphinx? The that's the necro sphinx. Okay. Well then what was the one with the war sphinx? Was that the one that has the, the how on the back? Yeah. It's the same kit. Yeah. I don't have that one, but I, I bought a necro sphinx all built. Okay. Nice. Um, and I, I got a bunch a bunch of troops and everything else. So we'll see how that, you know, when, when I get to that. And I got Cetra, the ever-living. The ever-living. Yes. Um, so let's move on from Games Workshop, though. Let's move on. Um, I want to talk about some other gaming stuff that popped up. And in specifics, I wanted to talk about a, a, a game that I never thought would last this long. Uh, they're the game of Thro uh, a Song of Ice and Fire is putting out a new miniatures game. Wait, that game's it? still around? Yeah, A Song of Ice and Fire Tactics is coming out from, come on. No shit, okay. Yeah, it looks like they're taking the, so Song of Ice and Fire, the actual minis game, actually does fairly well from what I've seen and what I've heard from people. I've seen actual people playing it in stores. I, people just like playing that game, uh, which is actually kind of funny because it, it kind of is like how people are going to be playing Age of Sigmar or or taking their Age of Sigmar figures into fantasy because it's circle bases on a square put into a square tray. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, so they they've been uh, they have this tactics game coming out now, which looks like it's more of a skirmish style game. So it's the bigger game just brought down smaller. They have like a, a weird come on pledge. Um, I think it's let me see. Uh, yeah, it was the project was funded. It made one point nine million dollars. That's a lot of dollars. 
it's a lot of dolares um but it was done on that game found i don't know if you've seen that oh that's like a weird like kind of like kickstarter-esque thing right yeah exactly um so I was, I was kind of wondering about that if like anybody had done anything through there but it's 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 come on so it's like yeah they don't really need to do this they're just doing this so they can make all of their money ahead of time and not have to worry about it right right you know and it's like why why retailers still deal with come on is 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 stupid to me because they have gotten screwed so many times through that company i don't know if retailers really do much i mean i know i mean i think a lot of the i mean obviously i don't really know but i be, i believe the or i would imagine the majority of purchasing from simon is is um consumer direct i mean it's got to be because them and another company we'll be talking about in a minute are notorious for giving just giving away product. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I, I if we go to Adepticon this year, how many people are going to get a copy of this Tactics in their goodie bag? Right? Yeah, who knows? Because that's what happened with the main. Remember when the main game came out? I do. I do remember. Like that. they were just giving away copies of that. They've been at the auction for years, which is actually kind of funny because you could still get those box sets. For, like they still go for a decent amount at the auction. Which surprises me because I'm like, how does nobody, how does everybody not have that game already? Mm -hmm. I think they just like them for standard fantasy figures, but I don't know. I don't play these games. Uh, I imagine they're really good for like historical or like any of the alternate rules. Yeah. So the, the Song of Ice and Fire, you know, is is got the sculpts that are done by uh, Dark Sword figures, right? Yeah, Dark Sword's pretty cool. But guess who just announced that they're doing a Game of Thrones miniatures game? Oh shit! <laughs> Night models. Night models is back. They're Night models is back. Night models is back, baby. They weren't they really like I thought they were like sued into oblivion. <laughs> were they? I didn't know anything about that. Yeah, I thought they were. I have not heard that. We all have to report. We'll have to dig into that and report on that later. I thought um, they were. So game of Th so they're doing a Game of Thrones, which is or which is funny that they put it there. It's just Game of Thrones, but however, in one they say a Game of Thrones miniatures game. It's not a Game of Thrones. That's the name of the book. The show was called Game of Thrones. Yes. Let's get it straight. Fucking tabletop. So, so this is going to be the HBO show, right? This is the HBO show. Yeah. So, so they're going to like this, I assume. Yes. So everything looks like the characters from the TV show. And it'll probably come with all of the great game, uh, night models rules that you come to love and appreciate. And by and rules, we mean pretty damn good sculpts. Pretty damn good sculpts <laughs> with <laughs> so, terrible terrible rules yeah we we didn't we did we do mean pretty damn good sculpts because because i i don't i mean i'm i i think people might have a lot of opinions about night but i'm i'm fairly confident that no one can argue that their sculpts are excellent absolutely their sculpts are gorgeous um and it's also helps that all of their preview figures for them are painted by professionals and they look amazing and you're like holy shit i want to get these models and then you get them and you're like Holy shit, these models are impossible to put together and impossible to paint. <laughs> They're very Yay. spindly, Steve. They're very, very spindly. Yeah, that, that was my issue with Infinity. The Infinity, Infinity models are really spindly. I do like them. I do like the mechs though. But of course, Infinity, you know it's funny. Infinity was literally the second game that I got I got war machined by Infinity, which cracks me up. <laughs> um and what i mean by that is for in case anyone knows and, then, and i'm gonna refer, i'm gonna refer to this as a thing now and i don't know if i've ever said it before but i i want to coin it now and let everyone know it's war machined and what that is is you see the game war machine 
and you're like, oh fuck, that's kind of a cool little steampunk game. Oh, it's got they got like big robots. Oh, like oh, okay, so the game's about like a wizard supported by like most big robots. That's fucking cool. Hell yeah, yeah, I want to play that game. And then you actually play the game, and the robots fucking suck. The the game that's about giant robots fighting each other. The robots are ass. You want fifty infantry models? No, no robots. Sorry, sorry, kid. The game that the game that's advertised is not the game. So yeah, so there you go. So I feel Infinity is the exact same thing. Where Infinity has those really fucking dope uh, exosuit mecha, and like they look sick as shit. And you're like, damn, that was a fucking awesome. You make an army of those? It's garbage, unplayable <laughs> dog shit. Just unplayable dog shit. And and I feel the same way about Infinity that I felt about War Machine. Where like the game that it in my opinion, the game that it presents itself as, whether intentional or unintentional, is absolutely not the game that it is. Mm, that's good to know. Uh, the... so that's 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 my opinion. So like I, I do not like it. But I do think if you like 40k, you'd actually very much enjoy Infinity the um yeah that's it's kind of like like my feeling with war machine is always boils down to see this really cool war jack yeah it's terrible you have to paint these figures yeah what are those exactly. figures those are awful looking no this is the only way that you'll win the game yeah, yeah you see this cool ass war jack it sucks <laughs> do you see this figure this figure here of just a butt that's all it is is a butt with feet <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny but i, I really don't want to uh, it's, it's like how many of those do i need to have 60 you need to have 60 of those to win the game oh oh okay yeah yeah you need 60 if you have 59 you're gonna you're gonna die but you need 60 if you have exactly 60 of those painted up you'll be able to play the game but i, yeah. I don't want to play i don't want to paint or play those well too bad that you're gonna lose oh god damn yeah the uh oh, oh uh there's a couple other uh games that are coming out too that i thought were pretty interesting for uh world war ii stuff by the way of speaking of boring paint jobs um there's a new tank game coming out and then there's well actually there's like two new tank games coming out um what is what is another one is from warlord games so there you go you have a new tank game coming out yay finally finally the warlord there was something about the warlord games one that made me kind of mad when i read it it was, uh, we are, uh, God, I can't remember. I'll, I'll see if I can remember it when I think about it. However, I did want to talk about um, the, have you seen the Tomb of Geisenyaks Gax on, on Kickstarter? It's been out and about on that one. No, I haven't. It's a, it's a, I've been following the, I've been following new D&D &D stuff, but you know, fire away. What's this? Uh, this is a, um, a new throwback 5e D&D &D, uh, OSR system. I just thought it was actually kind of interesting because uh, Luke Gygax wrote it. Uh, Gary Gygax's non-racist son. Oh, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't know if he's necessarily any less racist than his brother Ernie. <laughs> not. Not. Well, well, let's say non-blatantly racist. Son. Yeah, he doesn't say the quiet part out loud. Yeah, like get like Gygax himself. He does not. Gygax never said the quiet part out loud. No, he never did. He just wrote it into his books. <laughs> uh, Gygax, I don't think. Uh, to call Gygax racist, maybe intentionally racist, yes. Yeah, I, Gygax is Gygax is one of those things where it's just like you know, it's like yeah, you're just kind of passively racist. Like, it's, yeah. and it's like it's like you're like it, it's like one of those things where you like you, like they say something and you're just like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into I'm not gonna get into this conversation. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna explain to you why what you just said was wrong because I yeah. know I know 
in your heart of hearts, you basically just put your foot in your mouth. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand what you said. No, Guy Gygax himself was very misogynistic. That's like, that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact and a half. Like even at a point when it's like, like he was like Lovecraft level misogynistic, where it's just like you you should know better at this time. Yes, yeah. It's like, have you met women? Like they're not, they're really not like anything you've just said. <laughs> like what are you talking about? Yeah, we're we're still grappling with with Gygax's level of of racism <laughs> as a whole because i mean it's it's that it's that racism it's casual racism it's casual racism it's like where you just don't know that you're doing things that you're not supposed to do yeah yeah it's yeah. A, it's one of, it's one of those things where it's like it's like i ain't gonna fucking yell at you about it but like you know just maybe yeah. maybe just pay chill out yeah but however him with women that's a different story altogether yeah, that, that dude that well i mean have you seen him i, I ain't gonna be too surprised that guy was probably but, rejected a whole lot <laughs> Gygax? yeah I have. I have a bunch of Tomb Kings in a box. They probably look very similar to Gary Gygax right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So say it. So I kind of, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say definitively, but I don't know about you, but I, I've, I've found that uh, a lot of times I, men's um, uh, proportional level of misogynistic is basically how uh, unappealing they are, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, that explains why how misogynistic I am. Um, <laughs> See, it all makes sense. Very, very unappealing person. <laughs> but yeah, this uh, tomb of Gaizan Gax, Gaizan Gax, just like an old, it's an old throwback, but it's actually doing incredibly well on uh, Kickstarter. Uh, made three hundred thousand in just like two days. That's great. Yeah, so it looks interesting. I, I might. You dig a little bit deeper into it and, and I might sub into it. I don't know, but it's, it's got a lot of pedigree behind it. So it sounds interesting enough. It's it, but it, Oh, what I liked about it is that it comes in a campaign box. Ooh, nice. So it's not just the book. It you get the box, which is nice. Ooh, yeah. yeah it comes yeah. with posters we, and we, item cards and maps. We, li we like that. Yes, we like that very much. I'm just not a big I'm not a huge fan of the art style of it, which is probably part of it. Why I'm not like super jazzed. Because, mm -hmm. you know me, I like my D&D has to look very if you're going to ape second edition or first edition, it's got to look first or second edition. to me. Yeah, I want I want the fucking beholder that's drawn by a uh, by a four year old. Yes, exactly. One hundred percent. I want that. Yeah, we're 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 actually playing my game today, which will be yesterday if you're listening to this when this podcast comes out. But whatever, time travel. And I, I gotta say, like the feel that I'm I'm feeling right now from this latest chapter is this is really really shitty five e d and d that I'm playing right now. <laughs> no, this chapter is like it's it's like on the road chapter where it's like you're just fucking it's lord of the rings man i'm just fucking walking my team is fucking walking can't you see it. i'm walking here exactly so i had to spice it up i had to i created a bunch of shit so um I, i'll tell you this because the people who do listen to the podcast won't uh will have already played through it at the time but I was like, I'm bored. I'm going to create some anti-capitalist messaging in my game right now. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's funny. So I have a dwarf who has hired non-union, a non-union necromancer to to man his brewery. And then non-union necromancer. <laughs> yes, he's non-union. Well, it's, it's a necromancer. So that way he could raise the dead so they don't form a union. Right, exactly. So he could have non-union workers in his brewery. 
<laughs> you know what's funny? That's what I talked with you about the with the with the with the dwarves saying that like I think dwarves would be very much like oh you're a dwarf you're in the dwarf union. Yes. Um, but we're not going to give any benefits to anybody who's not a dwarf. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. No. I, and I, I felt that was very uh, apropos. Yes. So that's the, that's the way I'm looking on that one. And then uh, after that, we wanted to I, I was like, so that's what I got like a bunch of the skeletons and the bone giant and all that fun stuff, because I was like, we need something. I need some like flavor in this chapter of them fucking walking. Sure. Uh, I like how the and the book said it specifically. It's like, yeah, they're just basically walking unless you want to throw in an encounter or two. And it's like, how boring of you as a DM if you're just like, you come across an owl bear as you're walking. You like, know, I'm a huge fan of the random encounter. I, I've I have uh, I have become a, a, a big random encounter enthusiast lately. Really? I can't stand random encounter. Yeah, I've just become a big grant. I don't know. I've just become a big random encounter enthusiast. Um, it seems unmotivated, Steve. What are you, Dan Abnett? <laughs> no, it's it's like uh, the the I think the the key the key is 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 a uh, really detailed um, tables. Um, but here's 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 what I do. One of the things I do for my random encounters um, is I don't is when and anytime I'm running a game. Uh, rest assured, a player will literally never know that they've, they're running into a random encounter. Uh, <laughs> so, so what I do is I just basically prep the random encounters in advance. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that, like that, that's just how I do it. So, so suddenly, like, you know, it, it makes it makes everything a lot more interesting when I don't think about what to use and just like it becomes more about like how are the players going to deal with this shit that I just put, like rolled up. So sometimes the encounter is dog shit, like. It's like, you know, they're like level, you know, they're level five and like the encounters like fucking goblins <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, uh, I guess we kill the goblins. And I'm like, yeah, you kill the fuck out of the goblins. Um, but, but other times it's like, it's like, yeah, it's Odin. <laughs> it's Odin. <laughs> like, and I like that. And I, and I, cause you know, it's cause it, it, it's, it's more interesting to see what the players will do because I don't have to think about trying to, um, craft an encounter that is going to be safe. Yeah, and and I think that's a, I think that's one of the biggest problems with it, and that's and that's one of the things. I mean, first first or rookie DMs will learn very rapidly the the massive holes in challenge rating in CR. Uh, there's a there's a CR two uh, ooze, I think it's a demon or an ooze. It's CR two. It looks totally innocuous. I can't remember what it is. If I find it, I'll put it in the Discord. But it is a CR two monster, and it consistently can one shot parties up to level four wow by itself it just because 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 they they don't factor in the like they don't factor in enough math i guess i don't know i don't know how to i don't know how to i don't know how because i don't know how they calculate cr because it's a fucking mystery i think i think cr is literally like they're like ah that looks right i'm pretty sure that's how cr actually is like they just look at it and they go yeah that looks right um I don't think they actually have a formula, but like it's got a, it's got enough abilities where like basically like it stacks debuffs and then like the players it will outmath your players. Eventually they'll just fail enough saves where like it just kills them. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's kind of funny. Yes. Uh yeah. I mean it's kind of what I'm going up against because well, and actually I was going to have like a six party team today. So I spilt it around six people, but one of the guys had to drop, of course, because he has strap. So I well actually I could say it's Josh Redman he had to drop because he had strep, so I'm like well shit now I gotta 
now I gotta um do I gotta rescale this back for five party member party? I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna let him deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. Yes, and I do like how you said like detailed tables for your for your the the random encounters mm-hmm. and in my head as as a train guy i'm like ooh, was steve creating a table and then i'm like wait steve would never create a table <laughs> he's talking about like a math table yes yes i mean i do have a table uh, but I, I mean i didn't like i didn't hand build anything i just used yeah, not- uh i used battlefield in the box and the age of sigmar um realms of sigmar yes well you should i, I got I'm, i'll put up pictures from from the game that i got going on right now i got a little dwarf village on the table with a dwarven road and you know the big brewery and everything made up there but also after that after they go to like the city well because this whole chapter that i'm doing is chapter four of tyranny of dragons where it's like we're gonna go from this city to this city to this city to this city <laughs> like it's literally just like traveling from city to city to city um so in between the first city is the little dwarf encounter and in between the second city and the third city i'm doing a they're gonna go on a boat and they're going to get chased by hillbilly goblins. I'm going to do I'm going to do a um a deliverance. Going down the bayou. I like <laughs> So I I I had to build a big river and like goblins on on Come on pig. <laughs> yeah, some hillbilly goblins going down on boats. Exactly. Like Squeal like a pig. I like it. However, I don't think I'll have any of the uh, rape sequences in my in my DM. <laughs> cast, the cast from Deliverance will not be appearing. No, I'm not. I'm not that type of DM. Like the the guys that I'll, I will say, 2008 DMs who are like putting sexual assault in all of their games, and you're kind of like, this really makes us uncomfortable as a player. It's real. It's what happens in this world. Yeah, it's like, that's kind of weird, bro. <laughs> kind of weird, dude. You're working through some stuff. Yeah, it's kind of weird, yeah. man. Yeah, you're. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're like you're like uh, you're like a girlfriend who's really into Lars von Trier movies. Like, I just don't think this is right. <laughs> that sounds like a girl I want to date. You got her number? <laughs> yeah, probably. I could. I could. I guarantee you, if you threw that out there, saying like I'm looking for a girl who's really into Lars von Trier. Have you seen uh, uh, Melancholia? Nymphomaniac. Uh, what's the what's the, the the one where a guy cuts off his penis? Uh, I've seen. Uh... Uh, what the i've seen antichrist that's the only one i've seen antichrist there you go antichrist yeah the house that jack built i, I don't i don't really watch a lot of lars von true you would lars you would like the house that jack built though yeah. I, I would think I'll, but... I'll take a look at it house that jack built all right I'll, I'll i'll note that not my type of movie but it's i could see steve liking that movie did you like okay. antichrist um I mean, but like what is I a, think, no one actually likes Lars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, like is a really strong word. I felt it was an interesting film, uh, and yeah. I do, uh, I very much appreciate that it exists because the gift chaos reigns cracks me up. Yes, uh, I will, and and Willem Dafoe's fake penis. Yes, and the Willem Dafoe fake penis story, which is great. If in case anyone hasn't heard it I, by now, I don't know how you haven't heard it by now, but it is a, it is a critically important I know, story. Steve, to know. You tell the story on the podcast like once every three episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to have it. So Willem Dafoe has, has a fuck scene in the film Antichrist, and Willem Dafoe has a massive fucking whammer. His dick is huge as fuck, like gigantic fucking dick. And he had to use a stunt dick because people, because Lars Venture was like, if everyone saw his actual penis everyone would be confused and scared so we're going to use a fake one that's more normal size 
There you go. And, yeah, it was it was a very funny story. But yeah, and then like of course the and then and then the, it ran around Hollywood and it's like yeah, and it's like ever and people confirmed they're like yeah no Willem Dafoe's got a massive hog. So like if and if you know if you need a username for something Willem Dafoe's massive hog good username. Yes. Um. So I gotta get going. We gotta get moving because we still I have still have two stories I want to talk about. All right, you, you um, fire away. Do them. One we could do relatively quickly is that um, Mantic Games is putting out Epic Warpath. <laughs> As we say, um, uh, Mantic Games always on the pulse. If Epic Games had put out Epic Warpath before the whole debacle with Legionis Imperialis, it probably would do very, very well. But they're putting it out like slightly after the all the heat has died down on Legions Imperialis, even though from what I hear, Legions Imperialis is still doing really well. Uh, they decided to put out their copycat game so that you, you know, but they're going to put out a ton of stuff. It looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I think it looks probably, cool. And it probably plays better. It probably has better rules and it probably is easier to get all the minis than anything that Games Workshop is putting out. So Guaranteed. keep that in mind. And it's, and it's, it. and it's, it's actually priced like how you want a small scale game to be priced. I think the full size starter army or, or half size starter army, like if you buy two, it's a complete size. The, Force? Yeah, the two the two army starter uh pledge. Yeah, the armies 90... are fifty bucks. Yeah, it was. Is it fifty? The the armies the the two starter the you get you get a ten oh. discount uh if you buy the 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 two player starter you get two fifty dollar armies for ninety bucks plus all the extra shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. um I think it it, it finished up literally yesterday. I think. So I'm so so on Friday, I think was the last day for it. So we're sorry we didn't get to actually talk about it with you guys. Yeah, well, I mean, the um, but I'm sure you saw good. it. I, yeah, yeah, I'm sure anyone who's interested nabbed it because it was a good deal. I mean, the figures are cool. I, I just like I said, I mean, if it was if it was um, if it was uh, Kings of War, I would have I would have pledged. Yeah, I think. Uh, but I think that they're waiting for Games Workshop to put out Epic and um, put out Warmaster again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, if Games Workshop puts out Warmaster, I'll just buy that. Yes. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. That's why. That's why War. That's why doing Kings of War now would be would be such a smart idea because anyone who's really interested in Warmaster, they're gonna buy Warmaster if GW re-releases it because Legion Imperialis is a new game. You you have more flex to actually throw out like something be like, hey, do you want to not do you want to play the game of that scale? But you were more of a fan of Epic 40K that had more than two factions. Play play our game. Yeah, exactly. I I there's something to it. I I think it, it could be fun, and especially if you're very anti GW, which I totally understand at this point. Um, it, it's a it's a good alternative if you guys want to play a smaller a smaller scale like big battle army game like that. Yeah, for me, I'm 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 GW indifferent. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also like with <laughs> with Mantic is like you literally could because the figures are so fucking cheap, you could just play the scale in twenty eight millimeter as well. This is true. Yeah. Uh, one last story I did want to touch on um, that it's probably not great for everybody, but it's I know you know about this guy. Um, so there's a guy on Colts 3D he puts out 3D sculpts and we've talked about him on this podcast before his name is Eman G or Emang mm. he's the guy that would take one make one to one sculpts based on total war yeah very cool stuff yeah so he had a whole series of every chaos uh demon every orc and goblin every skaven unit taken straight from the game total wars files and he would 
fix the sculpts and 3D and allow you to print them. So if you wanted to have a Grom the Paunch who just looked exactly like Grom the Paunch from uh, Total War, he had that for you. Mm. And they were really nice sculpts, too. I printed out a couple of them. Yeah, they look dope. Well, anyway, Games Workshop gave him a cease and desist. And he chose to ignore it. (laughs) Um, So Games Workshop moved forward with uh, suing him. And I don't know where that is at right now, but I know it was for an unreasonable amount of money. The only thing that I think will save him is the fact that he does not charge for any of the models. So I don't know how that would work in a. Yeah, because um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure so here's here's this is the weird thing. And like and I, and I, I run into this like a few times uh, myself professionally, but like here's here's the weird thing. I don't know how I literally do not know how, how it works internationally, because like if like if we're talking strictly America, I am almost 100 percent certain that the way that what he is doing would be covered and legally safe under fair use because he's not selling the models for any sort of profit he's there's no there's no monetization involved in, in any kind um and i believe that falls under fair use yeah so so that would that should be safe because he because he's not as long as he but i think he has to prove that he has not turned a profit uh from them so i think it like in the if you go to court and of course but the, the issue is if you know if someone takes you to court you have to be able to afford your defense um you know, which is how we, we call that. Uh, there was like, you know, there's all the copyright trolling that goes on with so many things where it's like, you know, big companies bully smaller companies or smaller creators because they're like, yeah, what we're doing is totally illegal. Like, we're going to just sue you and we would lose if you took it to court, but you can't afford it. Um, so there's there's a lot of that going on. So it could be, it could be like that. But as far as you know, that'd be fair use. Now, here's where it gets sticky. I don't know how that shit works when you're talking about international stuff. Like if I do it with a like if if it's a UK IP and the UK is like like does who's whose law of the land takes precedence? Is it where you live? Is it where the company resides? I have to imagine it's where you live because I have to imagine they would have to take I have to imagine they would have to take them to court in a US court. Yeah, probably. I so the thing is, is that you can look up the case online. Um, I think the bigger issue is that he ended up operating a Patreon where he created like, like pre-supported figures. That'll pop him. That's gonna pop him right and, there. That, that's and he and he had an Etsy shop where he would print out the figures for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. He's he, he's he's doa. There's there's no there that that's it. He's there's he's done. Yeah. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I have a bunch of stuff up for sale on Colts 3D that I kind of ripped off a of Games Workshop. I didn't steal anything directly like off of like the files for a game or something like that. Right. Mm. But what I, I did do is I just, I designed it. My, I literally built it myself out of 3d. Uh, and uh, some of it, well, yes, it's all based off games workshop design, but it's not actually like anything from them particularly. But for me, I don't, what I don't really understand is, is that on my Colts 3d where I sell this stuff, I don't think I've ever like if some if they don't like something they just take it down like they just do a copyright strike. Yeah, actually, that, get, now that I, I think, think about it, choice. now that I think about it, I I think this actually could be a huge deal because if I remember correctly, nothing on any of his figures has anything. He doesn't. He didn't call anything what it was. Right. Everything was like 
like ground the ponches and ground the poncho was grill the fat right some something like that yeah. yeah yeah it was all it was all fake names so i don't actually know well no it's probably it's it's probably works because he's because he ripped them he ripped the models from total war because that's what i'm kind of thinking because like i mean there's that there's that one that one sculptor the avatar's a war guy uh who used to work for workshop and like he sculpts orcs and thing in like his style which was what he did for games workshop yeah but like theoretically if they're able to sue someone who did well i guess well i guess it's because it's copying it exactly not copying the style i don't know it's interesting do we have any lawyers do we have any copyright lawyers listen to us <laughs> i highly <laughs> doubt we have any copyright lawyers listening to us. weigh in let us know what you think <laughs> weigh in. actually i don't think they can i think that's actually illegal yeah i mean who who knows well i know i know give you like like if you can't give people legal advice that's actually like a fucking crime it's like a thing that's why that's why everything that's why that's why they always have to say like this is not like there has to be like a million things of uh like if you ever watch any of those random youtube lawyers like all their shit everywhere is just like this is not legal advice do not take this as legal advice blah 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 <laughs> like it's all over the place yeah uh so yeah it's it's it, i i think he, if he gets a good lawyer he probably could figure it out but i don't even think they're getting to that part i don't know i think he probably already settled or something or other yeah we'll see but we'll, we'll see on it. So all of his stuff is gone. However, because it's on the Internet, it's there forever. You can find all of this shit still. Yeah, it's never really gone. Some Russian guy downloaded it and he's like, I, I have it now. Yeah, go ahead. Do about it go ahead. Try to sue me, Games Workshop. <laughs> oh, da, 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> das Vidania. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, good times. I. This podcast does not support Vladimir Putin in any way, shape, or form. He's no Soviet. No. However, another guy who's a classic, and I know a lot of people really like him. His name is Fablezell. He is uh, he does 3D print of old cast dwarves and stuff like that. So like in the style of the old big hat cast dwarves, his he's stopping doing his the thing. He's not doing them anymore. So you uh, but I think he's making all of his stuff available for free on Colts 3D if you want to look for it. Oh, nice. Yeah. So if you like the old big hat cast dwarves and the new rules for the cast dwarves um, on that legacy list is pretty good. Like. I would highly suggest looking into it because it's a really good list. And if you want to do it and you could substitute it, I think there's only like three or four models in that range that they don't have old six edition um, models for, but you could easily swap out whatever you want. Yeah. You get proxy. If you go to a store and someone doesn't like your proxy, tell them, fuck you and punch them in the throat. Just, just be like, I sculpted it myself. I sculpted it myself. That's (laughs) what I always did. I sculpted it myself. (laughs) <laughs> you're a really good sculptor steve I, i'm fucking great i have a bunch of styles i've sculpted for multiple armies <laughs> different scales i'm really good <laughs> really good at those yeah that, that was uh back in the day when i had a and i had like several chaos models in my chaos army that were absolutely not chaos models uh and i was playing at games workshop stores and people would be like are those games workshop models are you allowed to use those and I'm like i hand sculpted them from green stuff <laughs> 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 and, and it just ended basically and they were like wow <laughs> the, well kudos to you sir good yes, sir yes <laughs> 
All right. I think that's about it. Do you got any other uh, uh, news um, use? The next magic set looks hysterically awesome. All right. It is called Outlaws at Thunder Junction. And it's fucking cowboys, bro. Yeehaw! One of the promo pieces is a, is a centaur with a cowboy hat and revolvers. That sounds more like fetish art. Uh, I, you can't see his dick. Oh, well, then it's... Well, I mean, could I draw a dick on there? No, you actually couldn't. You, you would not be able to put it in the, into the... Because of the way the art is cropped, you would not actually be able to fit it in there. And then I want nothing to do with this. I'm sorry. You could, you know, you could probably overdraw the revolvers and make it look like he's holding dicks. <sighs> nah. Look, meet me halfway. Meet me halfway. <laughs> meet me halfway. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make this fetish art regardless. Yeah, we can do it. <laughs> I don't know. Anytime I see centaurs or mermen, it's fetish art. Mermen. Actually, everything is fetish art when it comes down to it. Every piece yeah. of art is fetish L- art. Literally, everything is. Like, I mean, I've seen enough. I've seen enough art of dudes' fucking cars that, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, you think that picture of a Lamborghini is just a cool Lamborghini? Nah, some dudes whapping it to that. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Good times indeed. All right. Uh, so, anything else? I think that's it. All right, go to the games go to the game classy Facebook page. It's the best way to find the link to our Discord where we actually communicate, interact, and have fun with our listeners. Um, mostly, we make fun of Star Wars because Star Wars is stupid. Ha ha! Take that! Take that! Darth Maul! Darth Maul! They're friends. They're friends. Can we come up with anything else? Blandor. I like Blandor. That one's my favorite. <laughs> you gotta say it right Blandor uh, But it's so good Steve It's modern Star Wars for adults I don't want to watch modern Star Wars for adults I want to see laser swords and space fights Yeah that's right I want to see I want to see Jedi flipping around And not making any sense Yes I want to see this nonsense I don't want to see something that is based on real political struggle Oh and guess what Blandor shows that both the good side The rebels and the Imperials are both bad Isn't that so edgy Steve the, the, They just like oh, I don't know I wish I could I wish I could write for Star Wars I would I would make every And like this is this is literally not my ego This is this is this is just a fact And 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 the reason I'm saying this is not my ego Is because anyone can do it But I would be the fucking best Star Wars writer of all fucking time it wouldn't it wouldn't even be close dude i would be i would be lauded as a fucking genius and this is the funny part and this is why it has nothing to do with my ego because literally anyone could do it because i would just keep fucking stealing more goddamn samurai stories like what are you doing it is not that hard like do a fucking jedi who's Miyamoto musashi like duh like this shit is easy like like if there's a if there's a kurosawa film that hasn't been made as a star wars story yet bam you've got a fucking star wars movie right in the pipe uh fucking the manga uh fucking vagabond that's a fucking one of the best samurai manga ever written bam you got a fucking star wars tv show like it is not hard it is not hard to make excellent star wars content because you steal content that's already excellent and you just fucking make it jedi instead of japanese dudes with swords yeah there you go hey I still say that episode one would have worked so much better if they had kept it originally that Qui-Gon Jinn was a drunken master and it would have been fucking awesome. It would make his actions in that movie like make a lot more sense if he was just hammered. Yeah, if he was hammered and just like not really a good dude overall. Mm-hmm. Like he was like 
the Jedi 100%. that they threw. Yeah. He was a bum, if he was a bum Jedi, like like factually, just like just absolutely just like he was essentially like you know, like sent to like a backwater because <laughs> yeah. he was such a shitty Jedi. That movie, all of his decisions would have made a lot would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's sitting there drinking like spiked blue milk. It'd be amazing. Yep. Straight from his, the teat. His name is Jin. Qui-Gon Jin. That is a total Lucas thing for someone who's an alcoholic. Yep. And absolutely. he's and he's played by an Irishman, Steve. I mean, they, the signs were all there. The signs were all there. They're friends. Uh, so, yes. Um, you can also listen to the podcast on iTunes or YouTube. You like, comment, subscribe on the iTunes or YouTube. It's the best way you can help out the podcast. Um, aside, oh, if you want to see more of me, you could look at my Instagram. I'm at Game Classy Joe. For Steve, he's uh, on threads at at command throw uh blue sky blue sky blue sky not threads sorry i'm on threads i don't do anything on threads either Ooh, threads i think you automatically get signed up if you have like an instagram account for threads uh, that makes sense then i guess i also have a threads but i've never seen it yes so there's that uh so steve until wait, let's see is next week next time we're doing it it will be the 16th so it'll be the week before adepticon so that's a good thing and then we'll give an adepticon an adepticon um so the 16th i'll be able to give a recap of the auction that's just going on right now i'll tell you how much my battletech shit goes for and uh and then after that will be a preview for adepticon and then a post adepticon uh uh reveal i guess i don't know you're down all right steve until uh, the post auction reveal. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I I, I ain't got nothing clever. Uh, 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 eat it, Joe's. Game classy. <laughs> <laughs>